There's only like three. I mean, it's not like we're getting getting fat on croutons over here. They went totally cheap on us on it. Waiter, can we get some additional croutons, please? Are they homemade? Sure of it. I'm confident they are. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church in Franklin, Indiana, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. Current Church meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear in Franklin and exists to encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Find out more at currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Now here's your host, Jeremy. It's that long-standing tradition of starting off the new year of the podcast with dinner with the front man. This year, no exception. We sit down with Gene Fiesel, and uh, if for any reason you're not planning on being at the gathering this Sunday, which is the 17th, uh, change your plans and get there and be sure to hug Gene and Paula's neck before we send them on sabbatical for a couple months. Looking forward to what's to come for 2019. That's among the topics of dinner conversation, that and much, much more with myself and Gene Fiesel. And now we go inside the dining room. Thanks for listening. Gene, are you about ready to order? Yes, I am. At first, I thought bringing you to St. Elmo was a bit too much, but you did just turn 50. Right, so a celebration is in order, yeah, or something like that, so happy. a celebration of death, or I don't know. Looks delicious, man. Cold and delicious. Uh, you know, cold is just the temperature. The waiter should be back around in a minute. <laughs> don't expect a great tip, pal. The food's cold. That's very cold. That's probably what made it taste good, though. I actually had a, um, uh, for my birthday, I had a steak. Uh, one, uh, one of those rather expensive ones. It was good. Cooked to perfection. Like one of those uh, steakhouse steakhouses? Not yeah. Like I would say the name, but it's local, so then that might be bad. I don't know. That's good. More, more more money than I've spent on a steak in a while. But, man, you get what you pay for. What was your most used emoji in 2018? Uh, I don't know if they have names. It's going to be somewhere between the LOL emoji, you know, the smiley face with the crying tears, and or uh, this one. I like a lot the, of teeth. Yeah, the teeth one because I'm always saying something that you know borders on something that shouldn't be said, and so I use that sometimes so they know that there's a little tongue in cheek going on there. You ever use the ponderous one? No, That's I don't. I don't dig that far into it. Mm. Um, I've used some of my wife that I'm not privy to use to talk about on the radio. 
make a note to edit there. <laughs> I don't think so. True or false? Okay. I love this, man. It's good. Good. You self-filtered a little bit more on Facebook in 2018. I did. Actually, it started in, um, believe it or not, it started the fall of 2016 as we were ramping into the uh, potential Trump candidacy for president. And I immediately noticed that I was not going to be able to say that, you know, I would still be voting conservatively regardless of who was the nominee and yeah, that was probably the beginning of pulling back. Did you like the results? No, if I can really back, not the 2016 election. Uh, yeah, I think it was good. I'm still. There was a season there where I would get things completely typed out, and I go, "I can't post this." Now I'm catching myself before I start typing, so that's good. And um, I even held back on a comment even today, but I sort of commented, but. I basically said, I can't comment on this. <laughs> My comment was, I cannot comment. <laughs> you know, it was like an article, and I'm like, yeah, I read the article, and that's all I can say. You know, I was in complete disagreement with said statements. But whatever, man. How about you? Did you, you don't, you're never on the socials, you're not a heavy social man. A social media man. All my sports thoughts go to Twitter. Ah, I never got into Twitter. My my Facebook used to be... Excuse me. My Facebook used to be mostly sports. Ah. And then I realized people can see this stuff. (laughs) So look for me on Twitter now. But um, I took exactly one year fast from Instagram from December 2nd to December 2nd. Okay. But then I went and saw my grandma in Illinois. Got a selfie with her. I couldn't pass that up. Can't pass that up. That's got to be done. Well, I'm probably going to, we're not going to, getting serious yet, but with the sabbatical, we'll definitely come, probably complete and total separation from the socials for a while, which will be hard for me because I enjoy them. There's some good benefit with um, I've been blessed. I follow Tabor Fiesel on Twitter. Oh, he's on the Twit. Yeah, he's a Twit man. He's a he's a a, tw- a tweet. What do they say it? Um, he tweets. Um, I'm sounding really old right now. I've been thinking if that's maybe the direction I should go. Go with the you know with the Twitter account. I've heard Twitter is dead. What's the new to who? Dead to who? Oh, it's just trolls and blowhards, I guess now. So Facebook is dead because it's just everything. your grandma and and phony news stories. Twitter's dead because it's just trolls. Yeah, Instagram is where to be. I'm still on the Instas. I enjoy Instagram. Actually, the last time I stepped away from Facebook for a while, I still, a lot of people wouldn't have known I was off Facebook because I just shared my Instagram post directly to Facebook. But I wasn't trolling it, nor was I commenting or anything like that. Did you go so far as to delete the app? No, I didn't. And I'll tell you why. I've done that before, and I thought, I just need to have the self-control to say, I'm not going to use it. Right. And I do think the first couple of days I did pop it open, but within, but then right away I realized, oh, yeah, I'm not doing this, and I just turned it back off. So, Here's a Tabor tweet. Hit me. Today is the day that the Lord has made. 
Rejoice and be glad in it. April 26th, 2018. What's the point of talking about evangelism if we don't even do it? <laughs> Aquaman is a terrible movie. Change my mind. I haven't seen it yet. A lot of people say it's good. You know, we have our friend Warner who swore by it. I believe he really enjoyed it. I believe so. I haven't seen it yet either. I don't see him as as quickly as I do when Tabor's around because he's like, let's go see that movie. Mm-hmm. And then we go. And um, he's not around, so it doesn't happen as quick as it usually does. Have you ever walked to the movies? Mm-hmm. A couple times. Those are things I think about. I tried to walk to the drive-in, but nobody wants to let you sit in their car with them. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Don't uh, most Caesar salads have a little bit of a grating of Parmesan cheese? Um, there's a little cheese on mine, but not very much. Well, you're looking at your uh, your plate salad. But What's the, this? The, oh, the, oh, is that what you're looking at? Okay. Yeah, no, that's, no that's I'm looking uh, Not necessarily. I think they just typically have it all... Mixed in. It's all pre-mixed, generally, okay. with Caesar. This salad's good, bro. Let me tell you. This is a top-notch facility you got going here. You know what Michael Scott says. I don't know. Chili's is where business gets done. Oh, wait, but we're at St. Elmo. I forgot. Yeah, we're at St. Elmo's. Have you been to St. Elmo's? Just the once. Just today? <laughs> You're right, just this time. Did you take that special someone Or were you out just like batching it I was the special someone uh, That's the best way to do it I would assume Yeah but it was not It was a business associate Oh <laughs> I'm still kind of taken back That Tabor's tweeting Interesting Not very often Yeah It's not as cool Join November 2016 Nine tweets Oh well that's pretty low on the, I haven't put many. Um, I haven't been posting much Instagram stuff lately. Mm, I can't sure. find any good pictures. I'm not on the motorcycle. What can I say? Can we see a dessert menu, please? I would give anything for a sweet piece of cheesecake. <laughs> just like a real, just plain cheesecake. I love it. Uh, I've got some sort of uh, raspberry drizzle. Have it, man. I'm already having half your cheesecake. Well, technically, in the fridge at the house is a sugar cream pie that I can never seem to get around to. My mother made for me for my birthday, and I have yet to eat a piece of it, which is saying something because I love sweets. I thought you were doing that Sunday night after the gathering. I know. See, here it's two days later. I've yet to have a piece because we ended up going out with somebody afterwards. Mm. I didn't get home until after 11. You know how late that is in my world? Were you exhausted Sunday night after that? I was a little tired. It didn't hit me until I sat down at the restaurant, and I was like, this conversation is going to be really slow. It reminded me of the old days. We used to always go out. There was a couple single guys that always wanted to go out after church, and I'd go out with them. Oh, yeah. I would just be pooped, man. You know, I'd be like, I'm sorry, man. I don't have anything to say. I'm so out of gas by that time of day. And back then... I feel like there was a season there while I was doing a Sunday morning church gig, too, with somebody else. Man, I'd just be so tired. And, uh, you know, it was a great night, though, man, right? What a gathering. Did you think so? Yeah, and we're not getting serious yet, God, huh. for, God forbid. 
Why does why does talking about the good things of God have to be right, serious? Sure. I thought, um, and I I don't probably you're not um, you're not as calculated as this, but is you know I know you're going to be there on Sunday. Hang on, I just found another piece of avocado. I'm <laughs> super stoked on that. Gosh, I love that stuff. I thought you I could, was empty. You could Instagram that. You were saying calculated. You don't seem to be this calculated. But if that was your temporary parting gift to the body, that was like a huge all-in investment, hands-on, quite literally, speaking specific prayers over almost everybody in the body. Yeah. That was hu- For me, that was huge. That was your, you know, instead of punching out, yeah. instead of, instead of yeah. hey, smell you later, yeah. that was the complete opposite of that. Yeah. And I felt like that was the perfect, again, I know you're going to be there on this coming Sunday, but... I think there was some intentionality there, um, but it was not overly calculated by any stretch. I just I sensed that God wanted to do something, and I sensed that we needed to do something that would be, bring lift. Um, and I feel like that was so, I feel like we're eating here. Um, I feel like that was from the Lord, um, but you never know how things will go or what will come of it. But I had in my head that I wanted to pray for people and lay hands on people because I felt like God really wanted to bring some lift and give some breakthrough to people. Like I said, when the band struck into Break Free, I was just like, there's no way, man. I mean, the Lord totally puts things in. And we haven't done that song forever. I almost used a very um, racist slur there, but I didn't. But it came to my mind. But in in my maturity, I held it back. (laughs) So there's that. See what 50 can do. All right. The Lord, he's a good guy, a miracle worker. I mean, most people would have just thought it was funny, but it wasn't. Anyway, I'm going to back right off that. Right, right. Yeah, um, it was amazing. And I, I have, um, I'm going to use the word felt because mm-hmm. it's just the word I'm going to use. Whoops. But I have felt that way. Wait, I've got to clean up over your <laughs> aisle, too. I have felt that way walking out of a Sunday night gathering many, many, many times. And uh, far be it from me to put down anywhere else I've ever been. Because I won't do it. Because everything's been meaningful in my journey. Amen. I agree. But there have been many times where I walk out that door and I think, only here. Now that's, we shouldn't be elitist and, and... God's, yeah. do, God's doing work all over the place, but I have that's, that's been on my mind many times walking out that door on a Sunday night. Yeah, you know, my I was talking to Dad last night, the Big E, um, I know him. and he just said, you know, we're far from perfect, but one thing we have at current, he's like, there it's a family, and he said it really felt like family on Sunday night. You know that you could just sense that everybody was truly concerned with other people's needs and um the flow of the of the gifts i thought oh was phenomenal i there must have everybody been, involved everybody. yeah I, I could i mean lots of people were speaking words and um just felt very holy spirit directed yeah um i felt like i did some front manning front manning but all in all it, it just didn't feel like it all came for me but some of it did, which that kind of surprised me too, because you know I don't fancy myself a prophetic guy, but I do feel like there's a couple times I felt, dude, I'm ripping it right you, here, you like this is yeah. this is on. Um, but the way the Lord used other people, many other, many, 
you know, it was awesome. It was great. And whether it be in prayer and, um, I felt like, uh, sorry, bite time. I felt like, uh, like Warner just like stepped into the, the new role of eldership. Like it just like smooth, like lotion, like the Lord had been priming him up just for last, for Sunday night. It was cool. Yeah, his his closing prayer over you guys was one of the coolest things felt, I've heard. It felt ordained. Amen. I uh, because we're not talking serious yet. Right. I was uh, I was glad that Warner had stepped into leadership because I had a list of complaints in my pocket Sunday night that I've been meaning to bring to the forefront of somebody at current. And with Warner, that was a good way to indoctrinate him to hand him my list of gripes. <laughs> Grievances about current church. And they're extensive, I assure yeah, you. Yeah, so I gave that to him on my way out Sunday. Well, that's good. Yeah. That'll give him something to, just to mull over the next couple of weeks, and he can really chew on that. Right. I get one of those almost every week on the way out the door. Craig told me where the suggestion box was. I believe it's blue <laughs> and in the parking lot. Right. There's a, it's really big because we get a lot of suggestions. <laughs> oh. True that. We call it Republic Services or something like that. I can't remember what the name is on it. We gave it a title. Rings a bell. It does. Isn't there a facility nearby right here? <laughs> I feel like there is. There's a there's some sort of dump that way, yeah. <laughs> some sort of. It costs big bucks to dump, man. Did you know that? I mean, you dumped uh, yeah, something. We, had, we took a load over the other day. Yeah. Well, it's one place there you go if you're going to drop a load. It's going to cost you. I'm just saying, since we're not being serious yet. Far from it. I feel like my cans just came on. It's awesome. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, I apologize for the double salad. Oh, dude, I'm really digging it. I'm which surprises me. I must have needed something healthy. I've never been eating like crap lately. Birthday I, week. I feel like every time you glance over, you're going, I need to make a mental note of that number so you can come back and take something out. <laughs> There's no edit yet that I'm going to be making. <laughs> well, almost brought my own coffee. You know, I am a bit of a coffee snob. Should we put some on? It probably won't be good, so let's just stick probably with water. for sure isn't. It's definitely not going to be good. Definitely going to be Folgers. Yeah, let's just go with the water. Do you like foyer or foyer? Oh, I prefer narthex. <laughs> <laughs> Are you down with the narthex? I can be. I like to just call it a welcome center. Don't you feel welcome center is appropriate? It's, I mean, it's appropriately... I believe the Church of Acts had a welcome center. So, Yes. Are you talking about the one up the street, or are you talking about in the Bible? I'm just talking about a foyer versus a foyer. Oh, okay. Well, I would say foyer, because foyer sounds like a foreign word, and I'm not a foreigner. Well, I am, if he's going to start getting kingdom-oriented. I'm a sojourner of sorts. I mean, we don't belong here. Our man, John Foreman, told us that. By the way, Benny Hester... Benny Hester? No one knows me like you, Lord. Benny, Benny Hester was what you were looking for on Sunday. Not Amy Grant. 
Oh, that's who that is? Mm-hmm. Did you Google it? Because you don't know who no, that dude I know is. That. I know that. Why when, didn't you chime in? When God ran, because it took me till later. Oh, when God ran. Oh, my gosh. That was a special song in my church numerous times in the uh, middle to late 80s by many a teenager, I'm sure. Myself, potentially being one of them. Wow. Wow. Benny Hester. I can't get a picture of what he looks like. It feels like a black name. Is he white or black? He's white. There's the the edit mark. Nope. He is white. I truly can't remember. It just sounds like a... I don't know why it does. I mean, Benny Hinn, that's white. I think it's the Hester part. That's white with white suit. It is. That's white on white. The only thing I know about that is you got to let the bodies hit the floor. Oh, yeah. Very 80s. Very Keith Green. Mm -hmm. Got that mullet, kind of that rock and roll mullet. A little bit. He's like Michael W. Smith in the 80s. He looked like that. Smitty, as they call him. Man, that guy sang at uh, at uh, George One's funeral, man. Smitty. Oh, yeah. He sang Friends from like 83, I'm going to say. Sure. That song man. holds up. I guess so. The other one I always think of from that era is uh, Pray For Me. Remember that one? Yeah. I feel like that's in that same vein. That was a camp song. Sure. You know, Friends was one year, then like a year or two later, it was Pray For Me. Because Smitty, he was the hit, he's the hit maker. I believe he's a pastor now. No way. I think so, yeah. Really? Probably a Baptist church. I feel like a Baptist church, maybe. You could Google that up too a bit. I'm going to tear into this secondary salad. <laughs> Founding pastor of the New River Fellowship in Franklin, Tennessee. He started his own church. Where he was the lead pastor from 06 to 08, so maybe not the front man. So he started, Maybe he's not doing dinner with the front man. He started anymore. the same time we started current. 06? Yeah. 06. 13 years ago. Year his, of our Lord, 2006. His daughter... Is married to Leland Mooring's brother. Oh, Leland, like as in the band Leland. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting little tidbits. Extremely. Is it, uh, speaking of little tidbits like that, that probably nobody but me and you care about, um, and I don't even know if we care about it, but we might. I've got to toss this Caesar real quick. Yeah. Because it'd be too heavy on this. this Dressing without it being tossed. I'll try to be fair on the croutons divvying up. Yeah. Did we split this too? Yeah. Well, hey, it's just about right amount. Right. We get. To, don't so you guys, glad I didn't click on two salads. Don't you have like um? You ordered this online. I mean, no. We told our waiter. I know. It was one of those newfangled like where you just you do the buttons and then they bring it. Mm-hmm. I would never thought of doing something like that. You would I mean, have never thought of ordering dinner with the front man online. No, because I still order pizza over the phone. Okay. Except for there's one place in Franklin where I can't order pizza over the phone because when I call them, they say they can no longer take any orders from this number. Do you want to name names? It's Domino's. 
It was sometime last year, I think. But I thought, it had been a long time. I thought, surely I can order pizza from there again. So I called them up. And like, and they kept him hawing around. I'm like, what in the world? And they go, pretty soon the guy says, here's my manager. I'm like, what? This is the second time because before they just told me they couldn't take it. I'm like, talk to me, talk to the manager. The manager says, uh, yeah, you, it says that we've had problems with your orders. You've, you've not shown up to pick up orders too many times. So we can know. I'm thinking, there's the, never been one time that I ordered a pizza and didn't go pick it up. Is this the work of Tabor? I, no. I've never given him my. It would have been not from my phone number. I think it's an inside job. I think somebody. I think somebody in the inside at some time over the past two or three years blackballed me and just went into their computer and and did that. That's the only thing I can figure because I never have done that. In fact, I'm always the guy that like over tips and on those things. We used to order for them. We ordered pizza from them one time for current, and we loaded them up with like some gazillion dollar tip. I mean, who could ever and turn we'll that down? Over her. Yeah. I think that was Domino's. You know, this may be God's way of telling you that you deserve a more prosperous za than Domino's. Yeah. Well, what I did last time, is, which was a couple weeks ago, I don't get pizza very often. I'm getting too old. It doesn't sit with me like it used to. You know, I got to pay the price for the pie. Yeah. I just grabbed my wife's phone, dialed the number. I'm like, hey, this is the same guy that you wouldn't take an order from. Calling from my wife's phone. I want to get a pizza. Of course, they had to take it because it wasn't blackballed. And then I walked in and paid for it. Same thing I always do. That's beating the system right there. I beat the system, dude. That's Petra album right there. Face, oh. face the heat and dare to beat the system. Rise up, wise up, something like that. Free John Schlitt. It was the last Greg, X Vols. Greg Vols album. That's the beat the system. The system, the system. Yeah, I love those guys. My parents went to a minister's conference one year and brought that CD home for Ooh. me. And that was awesome. And it like totally made them going away for a couple of days worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. they brought home a new Petra record, which I thought was awesome. Probably 85. Wouldn't have been a CD. It was a CD. 85? Yeah, it was a CD. Pretty wow. sure. World's first CD, maybe. Uh, 85? Uh, maybe. No CDs even existed then? Maybe it was a cassette. I don't know. Maybe it was a cassette. I'm Could have been, because sure now that. I think about it, I don't remember getting CDs until I got in college Yeah. when all my cassettes got stolen out of my car, oh. and so I immediately made the swip- switch to CDs. Somebody I was stole already a bunch had of Jesus some, music? Yeah, that had to be a monster <laughs> disappointment for them. But I had a car alarm, and the alarm went off. I think they just thought, grab the case and run. <laughs> they were probably in some ditch right around the corner. They opened up like, Petra, DeGarmo and Key, White Cross, what is this junk? You know. Rust half. Oh, man. Steve Green. Mm. No. no, Steve Green, definitely Rust half. Steve Green, former lead singer of White Cross. No, he's not. White Heart. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't tell me my business, man, when it comes to the, the 80s Christian rock. And then the guy after him got the boot for... I believe for child molestation, and then they brought in the Rick Florian dude that became kind of the face of White Cro- White Heart. Yeah, uh, that was on the, the Hotline album. Even the Hardest Heart era. Well, by then I was over White Heart, man. They were terrible to me by then. They didn't <laughs> rock hard enough. As soon as I started getting into some White Cross and like uh, Res Band, man, I listened to a Res Band 
I've been, I love iTunes. I listen to that old stuff now. Not all the time, but I pull it out and it's like a flashback. Um, you know, because music is emotional. It moves you. Yeah. And you, uh, you have um, history with it. It's almost like an old friend it takes you back to where you were in that moment. So I have a handful, I'm sure you do too, I have a handful of albums or bands that take me to specific times in my life. That's part of why I really like P.O.D. a lot. Um, I do still really dig them. Even their newer, their new stuff I like. But um, when the Satellite record came out, uh, Feasel was really in its prime. I mean, we were really were firing on all cylinders, and we listened to that record a lot. I can remember uh, uh, we were going to Grace, and my, Doug came rolling in in his van. I was walking into church. He came rolling in, like practically locking up the tires. He's like, check it out, man. I got the new. And so he pulls me over. I'm sure we're late for church or whatever because I had to go listen to a little bit of the new POD record. And, you know, it hadn't was, been leaked online. Uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff wasn't happening in like 2001. Actually, the album dropped on the uh, the day of uh, the, the Twin Tower incident. And that was, uh, it was, the release date was supposed to be earlier and the record label pushed it back and later yeah. they said that was ordained. Yeah, I think so. So it had, um, actually I've run into a lot of people that aren't even, that know that record that aren't Christian, oh, but sure. they like POD, they love, you know, the satellite, just a lot of good, man, you put, that thing is, they spent the money on the engineering too. Listen to that with the headphones on sometime, you'd be like, you didn't even know things were on it. It's so cool. Yeah. They did a great job. So that's one of those things, but that Res Band, um, they did a live record called Bootleg. Artwork was awesome on it. Back when we gave Rip about album artwork, oh, it was so cool. Yeah. It's like a looks like a comic book uh, type cover with just a, a, a big old uh, motorcycle boot like swung up it on the bottom of it. It said Bootleg. It was real cool. And there are some great... That was my introduction to Resman, even though they had been around quite a while before that. And um, it's a resurrection band. Yeah, resurrection Clint, band. Then Clint they became Kaiser. Resman. Then they became Res. Yeah, yeah. But so good, man. But I feel like we're getting enough like true sound effects from your side. Oh, really? Because I feel like I'm everything. I'm just chewing the crap out of stuff oh, right well, in the microphone. We'll, we'll find out. Uh huh. Well, here's a here's a big bite in the mic. That's what's up. I find myself staying away from the croutons. There's only like three. I mean, it's not like we're getting getting fat on croutons over here. They they went totally cheap on us on it. Waiter, can we get some additional croutons, please? Are they homemade? I'm sure of it. I'm confident they are. Well, I, I got. I can't get. I can't get talking on music too much because I, <clears throat> I, I enjoy enjoy the rock and roll, enjoy the bands, and but I just I had a this week I already it's only been two days, but I found some old stuff that I hadn't listened to in a long time and kind of listened through those records. Pretty cool. Here's one for you. Yeah. If you had to make a four song EP of covers. One song from Valiant, one okay. from Feasel, one from Lipticol, and one from The Loner. 
four song EP to release into the marketplace today. Ugh. What's on that? That's that's tough. The loner stuff's especially tough because I'm I'm a little biased towards I I don't have any part of the production or, or mm-hmm. I didn't write or play on any of that. But um another crouton. So let's start with Valiant. Um Twelve songs to choose from. I mean, it would still have to be something that rocks. And I mean, the, our our biggest song on that record was um, was "Overcome." Sure, sure. I still think it's a cool riff. I think you know, I don't know if, if people are riffing like that now, but I can still hear, you know, I could hear Audio Slave ripping a riff like that. And and, and what we did was ten years prior to that. So overcome is that's a great tune. We talk a lot about. Uh, I mean, listen to that riff. It's just a it's a just a dirty groove, man. So cool. Um, still like it a lot. What tuning is that in? It's drop D, yeah. drop D flat. We tuned everything down a half step and then drop D the the E string. Same thing I did with with everything. It's a poor man's way to <laughs> makes it easier to play riffs, power chords and stuff. Um, Fiesel, um, I really like Tattoo, but I don't know if that would be the one I would do. But I really like that song. Um, Jack B. Nimble's pretty crazy heavy too. Couldn't do that today. No, no, you could never. But I no. would. Yeah. This that that snare. I mean, you often. couldn't do those lyrics today. Oh, I know. I don't care. Yeah. Still true. <laughs> I still still quotable. That's still, gonna be the. It was offensive then. It'd be offensive now. Yeah. Listen, that snare tight. The snare is the bomb, man. That snare was lit. Interesting little thing on this song is it. Um, it starts in four four, and then the verses are in six eight. So you've got that. It is one two three four five. One two three. Mm-hmm. I'd love to redo all of it just because we could do it better. It's a good record though. The mix is good. So how much of a producing role versus engineering did Tim take on? Um, he was primarily engineer, right? Uh, primarily, but he does a lot of he does a lot of producing. We let him produce a lot more on, uh, not to be uh, short, but uh, obviously Doug super opinionated. He really knows what he wants. Yeah, and um, so he had a lot of in- input on the production of Fiesel, which actually turned out being pretty cool. One of the things I liked was that Doug kept saying, I want the drums a little bit louder. And I think Tim was reluctant to do it. But when I listen to it back, I think it's just right. I think it's just right in the mix. And it really feels like a three-piece. You truly hear mm-hmm. bass, drums, guitar. Everything's pretty even, Steven, uh, with the vocals, which is the way I like to mix rock when I mix it live. I don't like the vocals to be way over the top. 
I like them in there. When we came in to do elliptical, um, we did give Tim. Uh, we were, John and I were there, but we brought two newer guys at the time that were new to recording, and we brought them in. And um, they were. Uh, I didn't know how they would even perform in the studio. Neither of them had ever been in the studio. As it turned out, they both did awesome. Better than I could have ever expected. But we told Tim, I want this to be a guitar and vocal record. Yeah. And he did that. But there's things about that record I don't like as well as Feasel. At the time, I thought, oh, this is way better. But then when I listened to him back, the something about the brothers, the the, the harmonies there. I actually sang all my own harmonies on the Lipsical record, where with Feasel, we really, truly... Everybody did them. Did you uh, ramp up to the screaming in that album? Was that something you had to fine tune heading into that record? I spent about six months trying to figure out how to scream because I, I couldn't do it. And I listened to two records to get that I sang to going back and forth to work just about every day. Oh, wow. One, one was Blindside. Um, which I loved his ability, yeah. and it may have been done in studio, but his ability to be singing a note and then just blend, all of a sudden it became a scream. Loved yes. that. Yes. And I worked really hard to try to do that too. It was real popular at the time. And the other, believe it or not, was Pillar. Um, I just thought that they had some super hot grooves and he could scream too. And um, they had a, I can't remember what the song was, but they had a, a video on MTV that did decent mm -hmm. um, off one of their records, but... Um, so I listened to that a lot uh, prior to going into the studio. Um, I really wanted to be able to scream. I'd never done it before, never really had any desire to. And I turned out to be pretty decent at it. But, you, man, I've lost it. Like, I really have to – it's hard for me to scream again. I just – I know how, but my voice isn't where I can do it on the fly like I could before. So – It was a lot different. Yeah. Uh, elliptical, I don't know. What would I do off elliptical? Um, so we're overcoming tattoos so far? Overcoming tattoo. Uh, probably, um, I mean, Come Down, pretty freaking awesome, pretty epic live song. I'm all about the live stuff, so Come Down was epic live. Um, people would really worship to it, which I thought was awesome. Um, had some good experiences with that song. Um and I've got a, yeah, on that live video, I've got a baller scream on there, man. It just turned out awesome. It's towards the, towards the end. This is 7.54. The song wasn't that. Yeah, because, no, because I talked. I, yeah. I did a little mini sermon. I think the big scream might even be after that, like in the last two minutes of the tune. There's a lot of screaming in it, but. Yeah, I haven't heard that from you in a little while. Yeah. That's it right there. It's long. And then Craig helps me at the very end with a little delay. Do you hear it? Oh, maybe, no, he did. I thought that he did. He really worked the delay a lot on that album because with Lipsgull, I had I had my own pedal board for vocals, and I I oh, had okay. I had like my own custom delays and stuff and distortion that I could throw on. And uh, but Craig knew that record like the back of his hand. So when we did it live, that was after that recording was the band was had already been. I left the band in January of '06 or maybe December of '05, and um, that was recorded in '09. So which will be ten years in August. Yeah, Woo. crazy. And I've really 
I felt like it was too early to do a reunion show, but um, Chad really wanted us to drizzle. I, seriously, I don't want to no drizzle. Chad really wanted us to to do it. He felt like we would be the the band to see, and people did come out and see us. It was cool. It Were you there? I wasn't there. It looks full though. Our, oh, our very first gear event was a loner show. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I kept, kept thinking there was something that you guys came out to see us play, but it was Loner. That yeah. makes sense. Was that with we had Brian playing on the drums on that one? Yeah. And then That was fun, man. And then we were there for the Valiant reunion, which wasn't too far after. Yeah. Probably was might have been the same year because we had to do it with Doug there to do it right. Doug and Chuck. Mm-hmm. It could have been the same year, it's possible. Well, Doug came one time, but then I think he might have also played on one of the, uh, um, I think he came and played a show, and I think he also played on one of the Rock United nights. July of 11 was the Valiant reunion, which was, yeah. that would have been Rock United. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, yeah, I probably do come down, and then, I don't know, man, I mean, Loner is not my band, so it's hard to pick, but. Doug has a lot of great songs. Probably one of my favorites is um, Rock and Roll Life. R&R and R&R Life. And the reason is because of the bridge. I love it. Like, he just kind of sings about, you know, I'm rocking out to, to Cougar or whatever. I just heard Cougar come on. I'm chill. Just leave me alone. I'm just um, I'm just singing, singing the songs on the radio, blah, blah, blah. And then he says... Um, the bridge, he says, Mom and Dad sang gospel, and I played the drums, and we rocked out for Jesus until the prayers were won. <laughs> and see, I, that's true. We did, man. We would, you know, me and Doug back there behind Mom. Mom played piano, and we played bass and drums, and we just, you know, all those altar times for long times and just believing. And it makes, that's another thing, brings great memories back for me every time I hear it. Yeah. And he does a little drum fill on it, which is killer, you know. And I played the the We Rocked Down for Jesus. And he did cool. that record in three days, right? Oh, yeah. He's getting ready to do another one. He's kind of, he might do a cover song because, um, what's he saying? He might do a, a Feasel or a Lipsical song. I can't remember what he said because um, he's like, I don't really have enough songs. Like, I got plenty of riffs, but I don't have enough lyrics. <laughs> he always has enough riffs, you know. But I think he's going to come out. What did he tell me? I think May. And try to track some stuff with Tim. He just gets so much more done with Tim because when Tim hits record, when he hits the first playback, it already sounds like a record. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't. I've been in studios where it's like, well, when we we'll mix it down, I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Where I'm used to recording, yeah. when I hear that playback, it already sounds pretty awesome right out of the box. It's kind of how I felt about it, Bone. I mean, we were only there for two and a half days for yeah. five songs, so yeah, he was quick. <clears throat> yeah he's got that dude's got skill I'd love to get in his studio I just think that he I mean he was doing some some great stuff years ago and I'm sure that if he's still doing it he just gets better all the time how's that cheesecake treating you it's a little flimsy tastes like it came right out of a box yeah but I don't mind box cheesecake I'm easy man not real hearty not real hearty it's not as, not as weighty as one might expect correct I think Chick-fil-A cheesecake is better. Never had it, man. I'm always knocking down those nuggets. I guess I should give that a try. When you get by the chick. What's it going to take to get a Chick-fil-A in Franklin? Well, what's this thing over here? 
Yeah, no, no, but it's not a Chick-fil-A. I think it's a bank. My wife says she thinks it is. I told Bant it's either a bank or a Chick-fil-A. The uh, only reason I think it might be a Chick-fil-A. It's not. I guarantee it's not. Okay. It's there, got the same overhang as the one they just did in Greenwood. If there was, my my dad would know it. Yeah, that's true. He would definitely know. His uh, his, the owner at his store is like the Chick Fil A Golden Boy. He's one of the a limited number of people that already owns that owns two stores. They don't allow that. They only oh, allow one store. Okay. And he owns two. And the talk is they're going to give him a third. Dang. And uh, and I supposed to be in Whiteland, hmm. which is better, but not perfect. It's not as it should be. It should be in Franklin. Because I don't think there's is there one in Columbus? I mean that's like how far south do you have to go to hit a chick? There's not really a good place to get one in Greenwood. No. Well, because they're all packed out. I mean I, I guess the one thirty five <laughs> store is not bad. That doesn't feel like Greenwood to me. I mean thirty one feels like Greenwood. Ain't nobody parking and going and walking in the mall to go see Ernie to get the nuggets. Nope, nope. Pretty rare. I do if I know he's working I might because a lot of times I get the deep discount. Mm-hmm. But it's so rare that I'm going in the mall. You got to park out in the middle of nowhere and ding, 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 do a little walk in. <laughs> All for a little. T- I mean, Chick fil A is worth it. Don't get me wrong. I feel a little fatter just thinking about Chick fil A. That's the Lord's fat, though. <laughs> it's, it's of the Lord. It's goodness. That Chick fil A sauce and those waffle fries. Chris and I went to the Butler game. They host season ticket holders in an adjacent gym beforehand. Oh, okay. And there's like free snacks, but then there's like scoops. A bar. Free scoops. Chick fil A, seven bucks for the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Two pickles. Two. They mark, they're basically doubling it. They probably charge them 350 or four. And that's for in the, the sandwich VIP and they double room. it. That's not regular and layman you, concessions. I'll tell you something else, too. I bet they're all gone when it's done. You know that. You know that's right. Because sometimes you just need a $7 Chick fil A sandwich. <laughs> Comes in a foil bag. <laughs> All that southern goodness on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm starting to think like even Folgers might work. Let me know. It's cheesecake. You know, nothing nothing chases sweet stuff like coffee. Let me do it now. And to hear how bad the coffee was and the rest of our dinner with the front man conversation... You'll have to tune in next time. I am going to try to put it out in a timely fashion because it does have pertinent and time-sensitive content in it. Thanks to our caterer. Thanks to Frontman Gene. Uh, Lance K. Short Fine Graphic Designs for the artwork for Big C Little C. And Jessica Albertson for her voiceover talents. listening to Big C Little C, a podcast from Current Church. For more information, visit currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Current Church is located in Franklin, Indiana and meets on Sunday nights at 6 at the Gear. Theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C Little C.